have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Respected here uh, in the city. And that's what this movement of Don't Say Gay is about. Uh, this uh, political uh, showmanship of attempting to demonize a particular group or community is unacceptable. And we are going to loudly uh, show our support and say to those who are living in Florida, listen, we want you here in New York. You know, we want you right here in New York City. And it's more than just saying that. It's also standing up and aligning ourselves uh, with the men and women of the LGBTQ plus community and stating that we are in unison with you and your right uh, to uh, have uh, self-identification, your right to be uh, live the lifestyle and live uh, the lives that you choose to live without any form of harassment. And New York values free speech. We value uh, to make sure that people don't uh, feel abused, no matter what ethnicity, or no matter um, how you self-identify. And this is very important to us, and we're, we're proud to be a part of this. And we're partnering with, with WPPP. Uh, to put up billboards in major markets across Florida to let everyone know. We're targeting Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm Beach. Uh, we believe we're going to get about 5 million impressions, and they're going to be up for an eight-week period, period celebrating the diversity and acceptance of New York City. Uh, we will show this in the billboards, and the billboards uh, you have here right now very clear statement and we're proud of it other folks want people to hide their color we like to show our color and that's the rainbow that's representative of this community we want to remind everyone uh, that new york city is full of people who will who will be celebrated now and in the, in the future uh, and as i stated this is the city of stonewall and we will continue to stand fast and be supportive of this community that has contributed uh, to the diversity of our city. And we believe that this is the city that will always allow that diversity to take place. So thank you. Let me be the first to say nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Nobody cares about your cheap salesman tactic where you're literally trying to lure people back to New York City from Florida or to New York City for the first time from Florida. There's a reason why people don't live in New York City that live in Florida because they don't want anything to do with the harsh weather and the ridiculous crap of New York City. That's why they moved out to begin with their mayor, Eric Adams. They're not going to come back for you. They're not going to flee Florida because they're gay. And there's a new law that says that you cannot talk about sex with five, six, and seven-year-olds. They're not going to flee and run back to the sanctuary city of New York City where their LGBTQ plus ABCXYZ lifestyle is welcomed with open arms. Look, nobody's attacking their lifestyle. Nobody. Not the Christian community, not Republicans, not conservatives, not Governor DeSantis. Nobody is attacking your community of people that want to live the way they want to live. What we are saying is you are not going to attack children that are five, six, seven, and eight years old. And like I've been saying, you're e- you either have not read the bill or you're a pedophile. One of the two. You're either ignorant or you're a pedophile. There is no in-between. There is no gray area. You either have read the bill or you haven't. And if you've read it and you still are, are, are mad and complaining, then you're a pedophile. If you haven't read it, then you're ignorant. Either way, shut up. Because nobody cares. So you're going to spend New York City and New York taxpayer dollars to put up billboards in Florida to get people to come to New York? What an idiot. What an idiot. You know what? We never really do this in the beginning of the show. But I do think that in this instance, I do think it's warranted. So let's go ahead and do it now. Come on, man. We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day to start off here on Life from America goes to Mayor Eric Adams. Your little stupid uh, sales ploy is not going to work and nobody cares. Anyway, moving on, I want to say thank you very much for joining in today. You are locked and loaded here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die Granite State of New Hampshire. Thank you for allowing me to do this job for you. It is truly an honor, regardless of what you have to go through to do this kind of a job. Never, ever, ever would have imagined, and I was just talking about this with my producer today, I said, can you believe what we go through to do this? And he's like, I never would have imagined. I never would have imagined, he said, and I agree. So big shout out to the Real America's Voice News family, fastest growing news station in the world, in the country, and because they value the traditions of America and because they value free speech and because they value the rule of law and they value truth and they value the gospel. I mean, you can't go wrong. You're getting hit from all sides with awesomeness. You know what I mean? So big shout out to my live from America family too, watching on Roku, Fire Stick, Getter, Rumble, uh, Facebook, listening on iHeartRadio. One way or another, you're going to be able to watch Live from America and cancel culture. Can't cancel us anymore. And for all else, go to JeremyHarrell.com. I'd like to read some emails now, as we uh, it's been customary to do here on Live from America to start the show. This one is from Trisha Santos. Now, if you remember, her young son was the one that said he was not important enough for somebody to know his name. 
Remember we let, read that email last week? Well, we've got an update on that. Hi, I just want to say thank you so much for shouting out my son, Christian Santos, yesterday. His face lit up, and he went and told everyone he knows that he got a shout-out from Jeremy Harrell from Live from America, bragging about how many followers you have. For the rest of the day, if something didn't go right or he was feeling down, he said, quote, it's okay, Jeremy. It's okay because Jeremy said I'm somebody. Wow. Uh, you truly made his day. He then asked me to buy him an LFA hat, and he needs one because he got a shout-out and because Jeremy's a Republican. So I'm going to, and he's a young kid, by the way, he, uh, so I'm going to try to save up to make a hat happen for him so he can proudly wear it. Well, you don't have to save up anything, Trisha. We're going to send you a hat and a shirt for, uh, for Christian so that he can wear it proud and he can uh, represent his favorite show. So big shout out to him and big shout out to you. You keep plugging away, young man. Anna Smart says, good morning. Can you please say a prayer for my granddaughter? She was shot in the head by a drive-by shooter in Lodi, California yesterday. Thankfully, she's going to be okay. We're going to say a prayer. We're going to say a lot of prayers, Anna, for your granddaughter. Nobody should have to deal with this kind of stuff. Nobody should have to worry about this kind of crime in America. But unfortunately, not to politicize it, but we do live in a Democrat-run country right now, and we need to change that. Another email here from uh, Jenny. Jenny says, hello, Jeremy and producer Eli. I'm a longtime listener of your show and appreciate the godly work you are doing and of all things that you bring light to each, uh, each and every day. I've made it onto True Social and have been sharing your shows for others on the platform. Awesome. Awesome. She says, I wanted to reach out and see if you'd give a shout out to my small business. Since Bidenflation has become such a real thing to so many, my business has taken a huge hit. I'm a former teacher turned stay-at-home mother. This is something I've always dreamed of doing and never thought I would be able to. My husband works very hard to make his uh, this dream of mine possible, but we also struggle to cover the bills each month. Hey, we know what it's like here. We know what it's like here, Jenny. We do know what it's like here. So, folks, um, I've been a Zaya Z-Y-I-A, active independent representative since 2020. I know network marketing does not have the best reputation, but, uh, but being a stay-at-home mom, it has to give, uh, give me... It, helps, it basically helps out their family. So, uh, she'd be forever grateful and... Um, we're going to give her uh, business a shout-out. It's myzia, Z-Y-I-A dot com, T slash T-X mama, Texas mama. Myzia dot com slash Texas mama, T-X mama. And, folks, that's what it's all about, helping each other, always being there for each other, helping each other out, and uh, all boats rise. This is a true situation where we work together, united we stand, divided we fall. Jeff Rathai, thank you for the Bibles and the note. Thank you, Judy Ganser. Thank you, Joanne Lame. Thank you, Sybil and Dave Kaiser, as always. Kathy Madison for the America or uh, America First Again hat. AFTA, America First Again. And uh, Paul, uh, as well, for the neck wrap. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your guys' kindness. I appreciate your gifts, and I appreciate your mail, your donations, and your love. Let's go to the Lord on this April 5th, 2022. I enable you to go on the heights. You may think that the heights refer to the very top of the mountain you are climbing. But if you stop and look back at how far you've already come, 
you'll realize you are already on a high place. So relax a bit and gaze lovingly at me. The glory of my presence is all around you. From Habakkuk 3.19, it says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to go on the heights. And from Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And before you turn out the light tonight, be on the lookout for the pleasures I have prepared for you on this upward journey. I can infuse joy into the deepest, into the steepest climb, excuse me. And that's what it's all about. Not about the destination, but about the journey, what we learn on the journey, and who we help on that journey. Ladies and gentlemen, please remove your hat if you are wearing one. If not, that's okay. I'd just like to do it here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we say the Lord's prayer together in unison, united we stand. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, folks, when we're doing that Lord's Prayer, I cannot help to think that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world saying that Lord's Prayer at the same time, and nothing makes me happier than that because it definitely means that we are all on the same page with our faith. We're going to take our first commercial break on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. We're just getting started. Come right back for the first and foremost section right after this. All right, we got our family in the building. How you doing, American Patriot? Asking for prayers for lifelong friend undergoing second brain surgery to remove cancer. Prayers for your friend, our herd. So thank you very much. We'll make sure we get on that. Nancy says, I just paid $5.47 a gallon for gas. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're not quite at that where I live, but we are high for sure. Kalia, she sent $40 in. She says, for that little boy's hat and shirt, like my little David, Samantha, Ricky, and Rain, he loves your show. I'm getting each one of them a shirt as well. God bless you, Samantha. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch his name. His name was Christian Kalia, and thank you for that. Thank you for helping out with, for that. Um, Shayna, God bless you for the $25 in Rumble Rants. Thank you so much. Jen Jazz, thank you so much. She says, please use where needed, Eli or otherwise. XO, well, XO back to you. And One Shell Nine says, however you need. You, go, you guys, this is the great thing about this family. I've never, ever been a part of something like this. I have to tell you. I have never been a part of anything like this in my entire life. Hi, Sherry from Arizona. I've never, even in, in, even in my own family, I have never been a part of something so incredibly great as this group of people that join in together every single day. It's truly amazing. 
Why are you not on Dish, says Joe Bo? Well, because Dish Network and Real America's Voice News, they have a contract only until 10 p.m. And that was way before I came on. They had nothing on after 10 p.m. except for reruns. Uh, But now they have a 10 and 11 o'clock show. So I think they're going to get into that as they expand out, okay? Zach, how you doing? Good to see you. I saw your shout out there. I'll give it back to you. Shout out to you. Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. And Bad Moon says, Dish sucks. <laughs> uh, Cindy Ward, good to see you as well. So anyway, thank you guys all for being part of this family. It's great. It really is. Let's get, to, uh, get back to the first and foremost section so we don't waste any time tonight. And welcome, America. How are you doing? This is Real America's Voice News. I'm Jeremy Harrell, and this is live from America. And the reason why we named the show that is because we touch all all corners of this country, every state, and we talk about bills and laws being passed and shenanigans happening behind closed doors that the mainstream media will never touch on. You're going to get it right here on Live from America. So put your cups up as we have our first slurp of the evening for the first and foremost section. And here we go, America, first and foremost tonight. We are going to start the show with brand new information, breaking news and big information coming from the John Durham special counsel team that actually touches on a major conspiracy involving agents of Hillary Clinton's campaign for the 2016 election and the FBI to actually smear President Trump with the Russia collusion hoax. Now, the crazy thing about this is, you know about this. I know about this. Clearly, President Trump has known about this because he's been saying it for a long time. You had 60 minutes, sit there right there in front of President Trump and tell him he was crazy for saying it. You had everybody telling him it was uh, saying it was a lie and it was a hoax. And folks, once again, can we just say it? Trump was right. I think somebody needs to start making some apparel that's just TWR. Trump was right because he's consistently been right on everything he's claimed. It's just been take it's just taken a while for the rest of the people and the rest of the world to catch up. Although you and I knew this was going to happen, although you and I know this did take place and sooner or later it was going to get in the public's eye and in the public's ear, it's nice to finally see it and backed up by actual text messages. Okay? And like I've been telling you, everything that we're doing is building and building and building and building a case, and we're going to have everything for evidence from the southern border all the way back to them stealing the election in 2020, all the way back to trying to steal it in 2016, and back even further because they've already set the bar and said um, the executive privilege doesn't matter anymore. The Democrats set that bar, not us. So here we go. Let's get into this story. A new filing by special counsel. Special Prosecutor John Durham hints at a conspiracy involving agents of Hillary Clinton's campaign in order to harm President Trump's campaign and presidency with the Russia collusion hoax. A newly unearthed text message from the Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman to former FBI counsel James Baker shows that he deceived the FBI when he said he was not working for an official client when he delivered bogus evidence that Trump Tower was communicating with Russia Alpha Bank. There was a flurry of filings in the Michael Sussman case late yesterday, and here's the latest. On September 19th, 2016, DNC Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman met with the FBI general counsel James Baker, where the Baker where Baker was provided with data and white paper um, 
to show a covert communication, since proven to be bogus, by the way, between Russia Alpha Bank and the Trump Organization. Special Counsel John Durham has just provided evidence that the night before, on September 18th, 2016, Sussman actually sent Baker a text message. A text message, excuse me. Said this, Jim, it's Mike Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive in general. I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or a company, and I want to help the Bureau. Thanks. As it turns out, Sussman was billing the Clinton campaign for his work on the Alpha Bank hoax. This text from Sussman to Baker is damning for Sussman's case proving that Michael Sussman's efforts at deceiving a top official at the FBI about his clients and demonstrating how Sussman tried to convince Baker he was there to uh, supposedly do the right thing. Now, notes produced by Durham, taken by Assistant FBI Director Bill Priestap and former FBI Director, uh, Deputy Counsel, excuse me, Tricia Anderson, Taking, taken in their conversation with Baker after his Sussman meeting, help corroborate Baker's recollection of Sussman's lies. And it actually goes through all those notes, but we're going to just kind of skip through all that because of, of time constraints. Um, in this filing, Sussman seeks to preclude the use of these notes, arguing they are hearsay, not, subject, uh, not subject to exception. It also confirms that Priestap has testified before a grand jury, something um, that we that was supposed to happen back in January. Durham disagrees and argues they are admissible, and Durham likely wins this dispute. Sussman also asks the court to order the special counsel to give Rodney Jaffe immunity for his testimony or have the case dismissed. Of course, Jaffe... Tech Executive 1 in the Sussman indictment is the Sussman client who helped lead the effort to manufacture the Alpha Bank slash Trump hoax. Sussman maintains that Jaffe would, quote, offer manufacturing incredible claims of continuing criminal liability for Mr. Jaffe that are forcing Mr. Jaffe to assert his Fifth Amendment right. That's a long way off saying that Jaffe faces real and perhaps imminent criminal exposure. Let's talk about that for a minute because the bad news for Jaffe is good reading for all of us. The April 1st, 2022 letter from Jaffe's attorney to Michael Sussman's attorney. In this letter available here with, uh, with, with highlights, Jaffe's counsel confirmed that Jaffe remains a subject of the special counsel's investigation. According to Andrew D. Uh, D. Philippus, excuse me, from the office of special counsel, Jaffe's status in the investigation was sufficient to establish a good faith basis to invoke the privilege against self-incrimination. To this statement, Jaffe's attorney responded that the statute of limitations had run since the events described in the Sussman indictment. The special counsel disagreed, stating that certain fraud statutes have longer than a five-year limitation period, and the Russian Yodafone-related allegations given to the CIA in February 2017 percolated through various branches of the government and around the private sector after that date in various forms. Long story short, folks, we're now starting to get text messages between Michael Sussman and the FBI 
we're starting to get real content and real proof that Michael Sussman, on behalf of his client, which was the Clinton campaign, was lying to the FBI and misleading the FBI. And we've also started to get text messages about that, that, um, that pertain to actually getting the FISA warrant. And we're showing that this was all fraudulently done at the highest levels of the government and at the highest levels in the executive uh, elite of the Democratic Party. So everybody's going to ask the same question now when they hear me and everybody else say this. What is being done about it? It's hard to answer that question because I see things happening. Just like in the beginning when we were talking about climbing that mountain and looking back and you see how far we've come, that's how I look at the situation. I see how far we've come. I see what we've been able to unearth. I see what investigative reporting is actually uncovered. And it's forcing the mainstream media to talk about this stuff. And it's not going away anytime soon. So the way I look at this is this is evidence for us in the future. It will be used. It is sufficient. It is valid. And it will bring people to their knees. Amen? Let's move on. We've been doing a lot of rhino hunting lately. We've even got our rhino permit, thanks to our audience who sent me a beautiful in-season rhino pass. In order to ensure that our new Republican Party is proactive rather than reactive, we are, not, we are no longer going to be the reactive party of the GOP. Okay, that's a geriatric way of thinking, and this new Republican Party is anything but geriatric. And I'm not talking about an age, I'm talking about in stamina, will, grit, and determination. Okay? Today we highlight another rhino headed for the same hills, apparently, as the 32 incumbent Democrats that are trying to jump ship and head for the hills. We're now starting to have that same effect on rhino Republicans as they have started resigning as well. Because dirty rhino Fred Upton, and I know you know this loser because we talked a lot about him over the last few years and his hatred and his never Trump attitude towards Donald J. Trump. Rhino Fred Upton, who voted for Trump's impeachment, announces his retirement from Congress. You know what I got to say? Good riddance to bad rubbish. And I also got this beautiful... Beautiful sound bite to play for Fred Upton and all the 32 Democrats. Ready? Here we go. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone, and another one bites the dust. See you later, Fred Upton. Let's talk about this loser for a minute. I know we're only going to give him about a minute of time, but U.S. Representative Fred Upton on Tuesday said he will retire from Congress, marking the latest political exit by a Republican lawmaker who voted to impeach President Donald J. Trump. Even the best stories have a last chapter, he said. This is it for me, the Michigan Republican said in a statement delivered to the U.S. House Representatives. I've signed over a million letters, cast more votes while in the chamber here, and accomplished what I set out to do um, and but I still have more unfinished work that's still yet to come. Added Upton, whose current uh, term ends this year. Long story short, he's afraid. They're all afraid. They know what's coming. We know what's coming. You know what's coming. And all of this, all signs point to people trying to get out of the way because the Trump train is rolling, and we're just getting started. We're gonna take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot more right here on Real America's Voice News right after this. Guys, I don't know about you, but I almost actually like hearing about the rhinos 
beaten feet before the <laughs> before the republic or before the uh, the Democrats. I'm okay with that. I am definitely okay with that. We don't need them around. And uh, I, at least with a Democrat, you know what you're getting. With a Republican, with a rhino, you have no idea what you're getting. You could be getting the best or you could be getting the worst, and that's why it's so important to be proactive rather than reactive. This new Republican Party is not playing games anymore. No more games. Junebug70 says the rats are on the run. Girl, you are not lying. Hump. I hope Trump knows about these rhinos. Well, anytime I find anything out, you know I'm sending it right down, right down the path to President Trump. So I'm sure it'll get there. Look at all these wonderful, beautiful donations on Rumble Rants. You guys are great. For all those on Getter, you'll be able to have your opportunity to donate to the show through Getter as well when Getter Pay comes, uh, comes out. And that's going to be really awesome, I think. And I think it's a good way to help these platforms grow because what it, what it comes down to is these platforms like Rumble, Getter, and all them, they rely on your content to be there, right? And now they're basically crowdfunding through donations by just taking a percentage like anybody else does, right? And I think it's great because it shows that the company's investing in you as a content creator, and it shows that the company's investing in their audience to give them a platform for these content creators to get the truth out there. And I just think it's great. I don't see anything wrong with it. And uh, yeah, they take a cut, but it helps them grow and it helps them get to the point where, uh, where we need it to be. They said, build your own platforms. Well, we're building our own platforms. So I have no problem with it. And a uh, big shout out to uh, all the uh, people in uh, Rumble, because like I said, I can just reach out to Rumble right now and I can get a text message back by the guy assigned to my case or my uh, platform within minutes. Matter of fact, it takes me longer to get him back to him than it does for him to get to me. So... That's never, been, that's never been the case in my experience with social media companies ever before. So it is truly nice to, be, to see people who care about you. You're, blowy, or you're blurry on Roku. Well, I apologize for that. I don't know why. Don't know why. Jeremy, do you think that Trump will be back on Twitter? We're going to talk about that in the end of the show. So don't go anywhere, okay? All right, let's get back to it. Got a lot to go through. You're locked and loaded right here live from America. Thank you very much. And God bless each and every one of you watching. Speaking of God, we're going to go to a man who a lot of uh, people in the world think is, are, is close to God. We're going to go to a man who, uh, whose whole image says he's one of the closest men on the planet to God. And that is Pope Francis. Pope Francis has done a lot of things since he has been, um, since he's been the Pope. Since he took over for Pope Benedict. He's done a lot of things that a lot of uh, Catholics and Christians around the world cringe at. Um, I am not Catholic. I do think that there's something a little off about this Pope. A lot of people know what I think about him, but we're going to talk about his latest, uh, his latest stir that's, get, that's got Catholics and Christians around the world pretty upset. Pope Francis caused more waves among Catholics and Christians around the world when he removed the cross from an event in Malta so as not to upset illegal Muslim migrants that he was speaking to. Let me just read the story for you, and then I want to talk about it and give my opinion, if you guys don't mind. 
Pope Francis did not want to upset illegal Muslim migrants in Malta, so he removed the cross from his venue on the island. Instead, the Pope sat in front of thousands of empty plastic bottles to discuss protecting the ecology and migrants. Organizers canceled the crucifix from the papal podium because Pope Francis did not want to offend illegal Muslim migrants during the climax of his Malta trip. Instead, recycled plastic bottles with red blobs were used to design the backdrop for the Pope's address to migrants at the John, uh, John 23rd Peace Lab in Halfar on Saturday, a voluntary organization run by leftist uh, Franciscan friar, friar Dionysus Mintoff. When you look deeper, you will see that the sea is made of recycled plastic bottles because there is more plastic than fish in our sea. And the red blobs are life jackets. The lives of people lost at sea. Um, artistic director Carlo Shembri explained. The podium will not be adorned with a crucifix. Given that the majority of migrants are Muslim, the Malta Archdiocese noted in an article published on its website adding that the pontiff's visit is expected to draw attention to the brutal situation of Malta's migrant community. Removing the uh, crucifix from his presentation in Malta isn't the first action where the current pope was criticized for his actions. The pope called Joe Biden a good Catholic after years of Biden Biden pushing for abortion. Biden is also involved in the stolen 2020 election and the destruction of the freest country in the world. These moves don't appear to be good at all. Let me, if I can, without meaning to offend anybody, I would like to give you my opinion on this because I am never one to back away from offending somebody, whether I do it on purpose or whether I do it by accident. But I do have an opinion and I'm going to state it on my show. If you say to yourself, what would Jesus do? WWJD. I would say this. To play devil's advocate, no pun intended, I would say that if you go into any situation where there are other people welcoming you, you are to have the most highest respect for those people that are there to hear you speak or for those people hosting you for dinner, or for those people hosting you for any number of reasons in that region, or in their home, or in their town. You should always have the utmost respect, and far more than you or I have ever given to anybody. That's the custom. You just have respect, and you do show respect. And while the Pope is trying, at least, I'm going to put that in quotes, to show respect to these people in their area... I, or well, I wouldn't even say in their area, where they're all there to hear him speak, um, I understand why he said he did it. Now let me go and tell you that no man anywhere in the world and no woman anywhere in the world should ever remove the symbol of the cross which Jesus Christ died on for every single person on this planet. 
You should never be sorry for that cross. Everybody should be embracing that cross. It is Jesus' instructions for us to spread the gospel to all corners of the world, no matter what man or anybody else has to say about it, because this is the ultimate pure truth and the word of God, and it shall not shy away, it shall not bend its knee, and it shall not bow down before any other man or any other God except for the G-O-D of the B-I-B-L-E, and you heard it here first on Live from America. I am not a Catholic, so I do not care about offending the Pope when he does things that go against Jesus and when he does things that go against the teachings of Jesus and the disciples and of ultimately of God. So, do I think it was warranted? No. Do I think he was wrong? Yes. Do I think his allegiance is to God and Jesus of the Bible? No. Do I think he's a plant for some global new world order? 100% just because merely his attendance and his cooperation and his leadership of the Abrahamic house in Abu Dhabi, where he doesn't even have a cross there as to not offend any of the Muslim community that lives there because it's illegal for anybody to convert to Christianity or to bear a cross. That is what I think about this. Those are my opinions about this. Please take them however you like. Moving on. Disney is not even pretending anymore. Since we're talking about frauds and we're talking about people who go against the will of God-fearing people, Disney's not even pretending anymore about their love for the youth, youth sex, also known as pedophilia. Much like the global elite aren't even hiding the fact that they want a true NWO New World Order and they're telling you their agenda. Nobody's hiding it anymore. The devil is wide open in your view, in your grill. What are you going to do about it? Where have I heard this before? Nothing evil done in the dark will stay in the dark. Some really famous guy said that he would shine the light on all evil done behind closed doors and in the dark. Who was that? Oh, yeah, Yahweh. And I think that's exactly what's happening right here. I think that's exactly what is happening right here. Again, I said Disney is not even pretending anymore. It, its initial response to the parental rights in um, education law, Disney continued its former status quo of being, um, of being demure about its political agenda, publicly expressing a desire to avoid becoming a political football but now Disney has decided to drop all pretenses. A new statement from Disney railed that the law prohibiting classroom instruction on sexual ideology to kindergartners through third grade students should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal as a company is for the law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. Additionally, Disney announced that employees would no longer be using the phrases ladies and gentlemen, even though they celebrated Women's uh, History Month, or boys and girls, even though they uh, segregate them and then you know, do terrible things to them in announcements at the beginning of their beloved shows and firework displays. Just when you've thought you've seen everything, Disney's recent eagerness to make war on parents wasn't part of Walt Disney's vision for his life's work. His dream was to bring fantasies of childhood to life through the magic of storytelling, not groom children for woke sexual agendas. 
For traditional families who want to hold on to innocent entertainment for their kids and keep them safe from sexual agendas, it seems like the only place to go is against the current and just around the riverbend. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people do not know about Disney's dark past. I want to tell you a little bit about that right now. Disney has had some kind, some type of sexual uh, problem all the way back to the late 1900s and early 2000s. And what tell what uh, what uh, justifies me saying that? Well, I don't know. How about Disney has had employees arrested and convicted for sexual crimes and child sex crimes every year from this year that we are in right now all the way back to 2000. That means 22 years. Disney has had a sexual conviction of, of, some, of something to do with molestation, rape, sexual abuse, forcing themselves on somebody for the, tw- for the last 22 years straight. You want to know why you haven't heard about it? Because Disney's allowed to govern themselves and they keep everything under wraps with their money and their power. Disney's allowed to do that and govern themselves, but Ron DeSantis is having none of that. Let's go back to 2014 real quick to show you one of those. In 2014, a Disney Cruise Line steward, 36-year-old Ahmed Safyan, was charged with two counts of molestation and one count of false imprisonment after holding a 13-year-old girl in an unoccupied cabin on the Disney cruise ship and molested her. When the story was released, an ex-Disney cruise uh, officer spoke out, reporting a similar instance of child molestation that Disney authorities ordered her not to report just two years prior. Dawn Taplin, the first female security officer at Disney and second in the entire cruise line industry, was on the cruise ship where this occurred. In 2014, she revealed Disney's previous molestation cover-ups. In 2012, a Disney cruise ship employee was caught on camera molesting an 11-year-old girl in an elevator. Disney authorities allegedly did not allow the security uh, did not allow security to report the incident. And Taplin interviewed the young girl, the young victim, after she had, uh, after she and her grandmother reported the crime to guest services. The security officer, who had 17 years of experience as a police officer, found the surveillance footage extremely troubling, and they told her to shut up, and they wouldn't let her get it out. Folks, you're just now starting to figure, find out about it. That doesn't mean it's not been going on for decades and decades. These people are sick. And God promised to rid our world of evil, and he will. Let's take another break. Folks, hold on to your kids and hold on to them tight because they want every single one of them. We'll be right back right after this. Crazy times and a crazy world we're living in, isn't it? I am so sick and tired. I am so sick and tired of these global elites and these political elites thinking that they run and own us. Those tides are changing. Those winds are shifting. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. As sure as I'm sitting here right now, looking at this camera, talking to you, I can promise you that God is at work to rid everything, rid all of this evil. And I can also promise you that before I am dead and gone on this earth, we will see a uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. We will stop killing our babies. That's going to happen. That's going to come. Hell or high water. We are going to stop killing our babies. No matter what. We have to. Because if we don't stop killing our babies, God will never, ever, 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 ever again bless this nation. That we know for sure. 
Disney needs to go down. Well, remember, folks, all we have to do, and I'll talk about this in the next segment, but all we have to do is nothing. Remember, let your senators and your congressmen and women know. Just let their copyright material lapse and fall into public domain, and Disney will be a thing of the past faster than Hillary was. Tim and Gina said, investigate Romney. He's probably a pedophile. <laughs> might, might as well. They investigate Trump because they think he probably did something. Why not investigate people for us thinking they probably did something? Some of these people you can look at and say, yeah, you've done, you done something. You've done something real wrong. Some of these people you can look at and actually see that. I guarantee you Karl Rove has done some pretty bad and wrong things behind closed doors, as all of us have. But I'm talking bad, evil stuff. Karl Rove's one of them. Guarantee you Mitch McChina's one of them. I would guarantee that he's one of them. And I know that Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, Adam Kinzinger, all these people have done some very evil things. You can look at them and see. You can look at their eyes. You can look in their souls. And you can see how terrible these people are. It's not hard. It isn't hard at all. Unbelievable. Let's come back. Let's get into the, uh, the, um, the second to last segment here. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, America. Thank you for joining in here on RAV. Whether you're watching on Pluto, whether you're watching on Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, Apple TV, um, Dish TV, cable stations around the world, the app, doesn't matter. It is a great, great program. It's a great network, and you have so many good shows, including probably one of your favorites, Steve Bannon, in The War Room. Belongs right to Amer- uh, right here on Real America's Voice News. So we are building a team of fighters here. Anyway, let's move on and let's talk about another fighter, and that is Ron DeSantis, America's governor, America's favorite governor. Like Rudy was America's mayor, that is now the title of Ron DeSantis, America's governor. I want to give you a quick, quick update on Disney losing its self-governing status. For those who did not catch my show on this last week, since 1967, Florida and the Disney Corporation have entered into an agreement that the Disney area and the Disney surrounding area governs itself. That means it has its own laws, it has its own rules, it has its own police, it has its own everything. They make their own laws. They are a self-governing, massive center section of Florida. Now, ever since they've come out against uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and what he's been doing in Florida, especially with this parental rights bill, Florida legislature and Ron DeSantis said that they now support Ron Ron DeSantis has come out officially and said that he supports getting rid of their self-governing status. It would have to go through legislation. That's okay. That's okay. Because we know if we do get it through legislation, then it does get to Ron DeSantis. And if it does, and when it does get to Ron DeSantis, he will sign that and no longer will they be able to self-govern themselves, which puts them right at the mercy of everybody else, right on the same level playing field. And that house of horrors, which is pedophile island number two, Jeffrey Epstein and then Disney, this will come crumbling down like a house of cards. That house of horrors in that big, beautiful-looking castle. Oh, that's a house of horrors. You can bet that. So, two things here we need to do to to Disney, folks. If you've been paying attention and you've been doing your homework, what are they? Number one, rip away their self-governing laws or their um, self-governing privileges and support state legislature in Florida and the governor to do so. That's number one. Number two, 
Let your senators and your congressmen and women know that their copyright, um, the copyright laws and their copyright time frame for all of their most valuable material, Mickey Mouse, stuff like that, that is going to lapse in the next year, year and a half. And if we just let that lapse, if Congress lets the copyright swamp lapse, then that means all of their most prized possessions and their copywritten uh, ownership over some of their biggest uh, cartoons will fall into public domain. And you put those two together, and it is a one-two punch to knock out these pedophiles and tear down this house of horrors. So, as always, we've given it to him many times. Let's give Governor Ron DeSantis once again the Smarty Award of the Day here on Live from America. Marty Award of the Day, April 5th, 2022. Once again, goes to Ron DeSantis. I think that guy's got more Smarty Awards racked up than anybody here on Live from America. Not that it mounts to a hill of beans, but we like doing it here, and uh, he is America's governor, and we're going to show him the respect that he deserves. Now, let's talk about Elon Musk. It's the biggest, one of the biggest stories of the last couple days. We touched on it yesterday morning about Elon Musk becoming the largest single shareholder in the Twitter corporation, owning almost 10%, paying about $3 billion for Twitter. Now, ever since the announcement of that, Twitter stocks went through the roof and the price of each share went through the roof because they knew that somebody who is pro-free speech, you know what, again, say what you want about Elon Musk. He definitely is a weirdo, especially with all that cyborg, you know, neurological brain, this, that, the other, whatever it is he's got going on where he wants to turn humans into robots. I don't know about that. But what I will say is that he is a free speech advocate to the highest level, and he does have plans for Twitter. He's been talking to many people about this for many months. He's been talking to top podcasters about this. He's been talking to politicians about this. He's been putting out polls from his own massive Twitter following and asking what people would like to see about Twitter. And then everything over two or three months of gathering this information and gathering this intel and gathering this feedback from the population of this country and around the world, he went and said, you know what, I'm going to buy 10%. Now, let's talk about this real quick and see what that means because the Twitterverse is saying reinstate Donald J. Trump. Not that Donald J. Trump would go back there, but he might. But let's break it down on how this all works. Today, Twitter appointed Elon Musk to its board of directors, but they also prevented him from buying a majority stock as Elon Musk teases that there will be significant improvements to Twitter. After a day of purchase, after... A day after purchasing his 9.2% stake in Twitter, um, Twitter's board of directors in a deal put out that he that would uh, that would prohibit him from owning more than 14.9% of the media giant's common stock. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that Elon Musk has the power to reinstate Donald Trump if he wanted to? No, it does not. It does not at all. Okay, not yet, at least. Not yet. Twitter CEO Perig Agrawal made the announcement about Musk joining its board Tuesday, a day after the news that he had acquired 9%. 
Musk is now the single largest outside investor in Twitter, even if he does not have the controlling stake. However, this stake still does not make it likely that Musk will be able to unilaterally make changes to how Twitter operates. In order to do so, he would need the controlling stake, which is far higher than what he has, which is at least 50% of all shares in the company. For now, Elon Musk would need the support of other board members, which he could easily get depending on what he wants to do and depending on how much money he wants to invest. Look, Elon Musk did not buy Twitter to make a profit. He's the richest man in the world. Why would he need to make a profit off Twitter? There's nothing to make there. The shares are worth crap. He did not buy. I am so sick of seeing people go, well, he just bought it because he wants to make more money. He's not going to make a lot of money off Twitter, even being the, share, the, the, uh, the largest investor, the largest shareholder. He did not do this for a profit. He can make profits far beyond what he would make on Twitter anywhere else in the world, and he is. He doesn't need that. He bought Twitter for a different reason. Let's just hope it's to do with what he says he's going to do, okay? Um, but I did, I did want to play something for you, if you'll let me. And this is a, uh, it's obviously hypothetical, but I thought it was great. I saw it. I wanted to play it. Shout out to Damon Manny for putting this together, but this is a hypothetical video of the moment Elon Musk reinstates Donald Trump's Twitter account. You guys will like this. Watch this. Smokes, man. <laughs> Look at him waiting on pins and needles. And you know what? That's what it would, would that's what it would be like. I agree, that's what it would be like. You know what? Not that I want Donald Trump back on Twitter, but just to rub it in Jack Dorsey's face, I'd like to see it. Just for a mic drop moment of I'm back. You couldn't even stop me from being on Twitter. Because I'm the greatest man the world has ever seen outside of Jesus. Of course, there's one that's better than me. You know, he'd get, I would love it. I would love it if he went back on there and just started talking that 3 a.m. Trump trash. That was my favorite tweeting. Those mean tweets at 3 a.m. directed to Hillary Clinton or anybody else. Those were my favorites. So can we please bring back mean tweets in the process <laughs> of bringing back Donald J. Trump? That's what I would like to see. How about you? Let me know in the comments section. Last commercial break. Let Real America's uh, Voice News pay their bills, and we will be right back right after this. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, what a good show. What a good week so far, huh? What a great week. Oh, look, it, it's Christian Santos. Hey, hey, little Christian Santos is watching on his mother's account, Trisha Santos. Everybody in the Rumble comment section. Give some love to Mr. Christian Santos. I'm sure he's excited to get his new hat. We're going to get that out to him tomorrow. Buddy, thank you so very much for having guts, for having great parents, and for not being afraid to love this country and Donald J. Trump. Everybody, show Christian how much he's loved and how much he is a somebody. Amen? Yeah, you're right, Alicia. You are right. She said, Jeremy, now you know how we felt about your backyard rants. Amen. Amen. We're going to get back into those. Trust me, we will be getting back into those. Promise you on that one. 
Okay. Wait till you guys see this last thing. Now, I know some of you have seen it. Some of you have not. But we need a laugh to end the show, so let's do it. Here we go. Welcome back, folks, here on Live from America. Look, if you have been watching the show for an extended period of time, you know that we like to laugh, we like to cry, we like to get angry, we like to have passion and emotion on this show. One thing, one thing we definitely do, though, is we want to leave you with a smile. We don't want to leave you with the doom and gloom of the fake news mainstream media. Those days are over. There's a new sheriff in town, boys, and y'all best get used to it. Anyway, every single day, we do two shows a day. My producer takes some of the best segments of those shows, and he makes little one- to three-minute short clips. You see them all over the Internet. You see them all over uh, social media, and they're really fun to watch. They're really great. They're a few minutes. You can kind of get some news just by watching them. Well, the latest (laughs) – this is great. The latest uh, short clip that my producer made is – it comes from a a video that I did where I was uh, imitating Nancy Pelosi. You guys are going to like this. I had to play it on the show. He did a great job. Big shout out to our producer for making such a funny clip. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is the clip. Me uh, impersonating Nancy Pelosi while she admits Biden's policies are trash. Here we go. That's just the way it is, drools Nancy Pelosi. With her stretch face, arms strong, drool all over the side of her face. That's just the way it is. Actually, it's more like... That's just the way it is. Not uh, if we were we're the fat. There are three things. There are three things. There are three things. That's how Nancy Pelosi, like, you know, that's how she talks. That is a quote from Stretch Face Armstrong herself referring to inflation. Specifically, she was referring to the fact that inflation is so high because of Joe Biden's policies. So she admits the quiet part out loud by drunkenly trying to get uh, formulate a sentence. But she said that's just the way it is when she referred to why we're going through inflation. It's just the way it is. It's policy, but it must be that way, drools Nancy Pelosi. Let's listen to this. I don't think any president would say that he himself made that happen. Of course, the public policy that we're engaged in made it happen, but the private sector made it happen, too. A million jobs, and which means that unemployment went down, uh, practically cut in half. And when that happens, inflation increases. I've told you before when they, when I was a new member of Congress, and the, the chairman of the Fed said unemployment is dangerously low, is going to increase inflation. This woman is so stupid. You're so stupid. She's so stupid that she thinks every one of you are stupid. And she thinks that her stupidity will trump your stupidity. (laughs) Great job for the Live from America producer. We like to put those together. Make sure you follow his page on Facebook, which is LFA Producer. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to JeremyHerald.com as we've got a lot of new items up there, including some patriotic stuff for kids all the way up to the age of 14, okay? And do not forget to use that promo code LFA when you go to MyPillow.com or Patriot Foods 
Facebook.com. That's going to do it for us here on Live from America. Remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, and keep your chest out. Keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you all, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock a.m. See ya. Stop screaming that we first in America